Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for 6-16-2017. I'm sorry, for the week of 6-16-2017. My name is Jan Johnson. I'm a board member of CASA and with me is Alex Clark, the executive director of CASA. Good evening, Alex. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, what's new and exciting this week? Where to begin? <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of that in there. <laughs> yeah, um, and it all seems to be piling up at the end of the week here, too. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I don't know what's the best. I, I, I never know whether you'd start with good news or end with good news. Um, uh, why don't we end with good news? Okay, we'll end with good news. Okay. Um, so the bad news. Um, uh, I just this evening, breaking news as we come on the air tonight, um, put out an alert for Massachusetts. Um, there is a joint revenue committee hearing on Tuesday, the 20th at 1 PM. Um, and if you live in Massachusetts, hopefully you've got our alert. Uh, there are two bills and, uh, one of them is S fifteen seventy six. This would enact a 40% wholesale tax on e-liquid. The other bill is S1497, which would raise the excise tax on smokeless tobacco from 25% to 45%. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is the first hearing for this. And if you can make it down to the state house on Tuesday at one, that would be awesome. Um, and our alert has... The agenda directions and an opportunity of course to send an email to committee members um and the the just the one little caveat here um s1497 the one with the smokeless tax um we're not asking people to oppose the entire bill because this has other tax stuff in it right um this had something like equalizing taxes or making taxation fair and equitable i can't remember the title of it um but the, the smokeless tax is only in section three so um we're just urging them to remove that that tax that specific tax hike okay makes sense <sighs> to me yep um so that's massachusetts that's up and on our site on our facebook and uh hopefully in email inboxes okay. um so the other thing, um, God, what else have I been doing? <laughs> I've been, I, it's I hard to keep isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I got up today and I said, okay, I'm going to get the newsletter finished. And I started working on that and then had to quickly shift to doing other things. Right. Um, so um, let's see. Since we're on the issue of taxes, uh, there, there still is, um, we, we sent out the alert once, but um, uh, why is this being a jerk? <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, Delaware still has a tax proposal from the governor and right. uh, we sent this out uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, oh no, was it last week updated this? Um, so yeah, last week we sent out an alert about a 30% wholesale tax proposed in the governor's budget plan. Um, so that's, that's still a thing and still needs opposition. Um, 
opportunities to send an email and find your representative's phone number. Um, so Delaware, that's something else to work on. Um, nice. The uh, California flavor bans are uh, something <laughs> everyone should be concerned about. Yeah. Um, but uh, this past week on Wednesday, Casas uh, Jennifer Berger Coleman was able to uh, present Casas testimony at the San Francisco Public Safety Committee hearing. Nice. Um, and she did an excellent job. And um, you know, Jennifer has her own own personal story, which was a, a big part of this. And um, mm -hmm. uh, I believe I, I posted up a link to her testimony in the comments under um the the link to the the live hearing okay um so if anybody wants to review that her testimony starts at two hours 41 minutes and 44 seconds wow um, yeah lots, lots of testimony <laughs> for that one yeah yeah there was quite a bit um but you know we had uh, that there were several people that that you know uh, friends of Kassaw may know we had Carrie Hess from Californians from Ford Tobacco Harm Reduction. Uh, Damon Jacobs was out there. Um, uh, there was a gentleman from Log Cabin Republicans. Um, and uh, I forget who was there on behalf of R Street. I, I can't remember if R Street, actually, I can't remember if R Street. <laughs> Was, was able to be there uh, several th this week is is special because there's a lot of people that are in warsaw poland for um the gfn global global forum on nicotine um yes. so some people were, were unable to make it out there but um there was a pretty healthy group of people in opposition to this proposal nice. um yeah it was it was there were some very bizarre moments in the <laughs> hearing so if you've got three hours to spare i strongly recommend watching the entire committee hearing i sat here and watched it um but uh you know it, it's it's really interesting i think we've talked about this before a lot of the um a lot of the support for this proposal comes from a, a strong urge to ban menthol sure um and you know i there are several arguments i guess i can understand in that you know, menthol is is uh, allegedly um, uh, heavily, you know, target marketed to to black folks mm -hmm. um, and uh, and other minorities, I believe, but primarily African Americans. Um, okay. And uh, and then you know they have studies showing that that young people, um, you know, like like menthol because it. Uh, takes care of the uh the harshness of tobacco right. um but there was there are sort of competing studies showing that you know out of all of the you know between the normal unflavored tobacco and menthol tobacco it's actually a relatively small share of the market i don't right. know if that's been updated but in the in the, in the, the population as of a whole as a whole right. uh banning menthol is not really going to achieve some sort of yeah it's not going to achieve some massive reduction in smoking well um, i mean they made they said the same thing about what vanilla and grape and and all these other flavored uh cigarettes when they were trying to ban those but it was an incredibly small share of the market less than what 
one half of one percent of the market was flavored cigarette smokers. Yeah, that so, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, even in my younger days, I was never a big fan of flavored cigarettes. I mean, I remember being able to buy chocolate, and I never, I never went through a clove phase or. I did. Um, any of that <laughs> that's stuff. why I started. That's why I started vaping. Honestly. I, I have some I have some clove snooze here and it's Is not it's not an it's not an everyday thing for me. Ah, um, good stuff. Yeah. Clove is good on ham and turkey or whatever. <laughs> Says Alex. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh yeah. Uh so yeah, you know, it, it really is this fight about menthol and um you know, all these arguments about menthol makes cigarettes more addictive. Apparently there's some chemistry behind that. Um, and of course, you know, the, the arguments that the, these are being targeted to um, minorities and vulnerable populations, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, our, our pushback to that is that, you know, by throwing all flavored, all tobacco products into this initiative, Right. Um, you know, cities, municipalities like San Francisco are sort of um, bootstrapping themselves to this policy and mm -hmm. not considering the the consequences of, of 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 hamstringing, you know, reduced risk products. Right. Um, you know, snus is. I don't know if snus is sold in the United States in a wide variety of flavors. Mm -hmm. Typically, you only see the the offerings from Swedish Match, which is, you know tobacco mint or wintergreen right. um that, that's what you'll see on the shelves mm -hmm. but um you know certainly i i did see a picture of, of some like cherry and raspberry or blueberry um like skull or something or copenhagen um, discreet i don't even know if discreet's still a brand anymore but discreet used to make this um peach raspberry and strawberry and they're all like really good <laughs> but the peach used to give me hiccups interesting for some reason yeah I don't. I don't even know if they still make it. It's been years since I used discreet snooze. Oh. They used to. Well, so you know, products like that would be, um, you know, it's the, the same argument applies as does to vaping. You know, a flavored smokeless tobacco product is is going to help a smoker transition from smoking. Um, yeah. You know, I, I have a variety of snooze. Um, on my desk and and i i enjoy being able to go from from very even even the clove rarely <laughs> but it's there if i want it right um so um so yeah you know there's a, a lot of the problems with this and of course you know these are these communities you know rather than just telling them no you can't have this the more productive and ethical way to go about this is by, you know, promoting low risk products to these folks and, and, um, you know, empowering them to, them to make safer decisions. Right. So, um, the ordinance was passed out of committee, uh, which means it goes on to a, uh, uh, debate in the full council. Uh, I'm not intimately familiar with, the rules and procedures of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. So I don't know uh, when that's going to happen. There were some amendments made, just minor technical amendments. Um, I think, on, you know, ironically, I believe in response to um, 
testimony from uh, 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 the cigar people, okay. um, which had to do with, you know, high-end cigars have uh, flavor notes, not right. necessarily characterizing flavors. You're not going to see, I guess you wouldn't, I don't know if you, I'm not a cigar person, but, right. you know, you're not going to see like a vanilla chocolate Raz Sorrel $20 <laughs> cigar. Um <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But you may, you know, have those notes in as part of the description of of the flavor of the of that particular cigar. So, like like um, you do with wine, right? Like this has a, pe- a hit of a hint of a peach and oak, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, th- that was the extent of the technical amendment offered, I believe. <laughs> um, so uh, I might have to review the testimony, but right at the end there, yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously a lot of emotion and a lot of, um, misinformation being offered in support of this, this ordinance and, um, we'll keep on it. Uh, anybody in the Bay area, uh, is encouraged to follow our call to action on this and send, uh, emails. Uh, I, I, I still have it set up to go to the committee, so I should probably change that to go to the entire city council. Um, yeah. but, uh, so that's out there. I'll refresh that for the beginning of next week. Ah, um, <laughs> so I, I was working on Massachusetts, so I didn't actually sit down and write my list of things to talk about. Okay. Um, but, uh, I, I would, uh, point people in the direction of the GFN 17 hashtag on the Twitter yeah. Um, there's several people there covering this. Uh, I know that uh, Amelia Howard has has been tweeting about this. Um, uh, Brian Carter's there of CASA, and I know Julie Westner gave a presentation. Uh, Julie Westner, our um, uh, director of national policy or national policy director, however right. that feels to say, um, <laughs> gave a, a presentation about. Um, I, I'm assuming I, I, you know, I didn't go over this with her, but uh, presenting really the consumer perspective in, in the whole tobacco harm reduction um, discussion. And uh, one quote actually from uh, Dr. Attila Danko uh, is that most consumer groups fight predatory industry. Vape consumer groups have to fight government, public health establishment. <laughs> was, uh, Ouch. I, I believe that was the, that was the theme um, and, and it is interesting, you know, it's, it's people talk about, you know, a, a vaping or a THR consumer group mm-hmm. and they think, well, you know, you should be interested in, in product quality and standards and safety and all of this stuff. Right. And it's really kind of like, you know, maybe, maybe someday down the line, you know, that would be <laughs> a necessary focus for CASA. But right now we're just trying to keep these products legal. Yeah. Um, and, and, and correct a lot of the misinformation that's out there and make sure that yeah. consumers have what they need to make the decisions. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a, it's a, I don't know if it's unique, but it's certainly, um, it's different. So yeah. It's not something different. you hear about that often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so definitely check out GFN tweets. Um, I don't know if there's another day tomorrow or if today was the, I guess there was what everybody arrived and, uh, whatever. I don't know the schedule of GFN. It, it could be going on tomorrow as well. Just check it out on Twitter. Um, and of course, by the time people hear this, you know, on Saturday, it, it'll be over. So, um, yeah. but definitely take a, take a moment to, to look back over all the GFN tweets and, uh, and get an idea of what's going on there in Poland. Well, I know very 
said they've been periscoping various parts of it. So I don't oh, know nice. if they'll actually be. Well, does Periscope save videos, Barry? Uh, yeah, it is. If you look on okay. Twitter at NNE Alliance, uh, okay. or just put into Google NNE Alliance Periscope, you should be able to find anything they broadcast. Oh, nice. Thank you. Best watched, funnily enough, on a mobile device rather than computer desktop. True. Thank you. Um, so, Julie spoke. That's good. Yeah, and obviously there were other speakers, um, some friends of Kasa. A lot of these folks are friends of Kasa, and I, I see the uh, videos from NNA up on their site. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Um <clears throat> and uh yeah so i'm i'm obviously not in poland so i, I can't give a more substantive <laughs> update than that and i hate right. to say well, just go check out the twitter but uh, <laughs> a valuable resource there and certainly lots of people that are, are worth paying attention to so um that is that um <clears throat> so what else do we got going on? I need to do another update, and I guess we're getting close to the end, so I can say the good news. Okay. Um, Kansas House Bill 2230 has passed the legislature, collecting all of one no vote. Uh, it now goes to the governor's desk for his signature. Nice. And uh, for those who are new to this, um, this bill changes the tax rate on vapor products from 20 cents per milliliter to uh five cents per milliliter or that's a reduction maybe maybe i, maybe I get this wrong maybe it was was it a 20 percent tax and now it's a five cent per milliliter tax i, I maybe i remember wrong was it a 20 percent wholesale tax on all vapor products and now it's just five cents on the liquid that sounds about right yeah it's something like that yeah so yeah, it's uh, it's effectively a reduction, um, slightly I think, um, but uh, yeah, five cents per milliliter um, is is a lot easier for people to to handle, yes. and um, so yeah, and it's only on e-liquid, not yeah. all devices and stuff. So um, that is passed. It is just looking for a signature. And that's kind of the, the wonderful news of the week. That is good. Um, there were some other things that came out this week. Um, uh, anybody who was paying attention to um, social media yesterday, I, I, I was kind of in a bit of a frenzy myself. Um, <laughs> the, uh, see the, the, oh man, I'm going to screw this up. The youth um, tobacco survey. Oh data. yeah, that was good news actually. Yeah, national national youth tobacco survey. Right, did I get that right? That's what came mm -hmm. out. Yeah. So, um, news came out with that yesterday um, that uh, once again youth smoking rates are are lower than they ever have been, um, but this time around uh, they also stated that there would was a kind of a remarkable decline in youth vaping. Yeah. Which you know, there's a couple of inferences here that people are drawing, and um, it, it does seem to be supported by the data. One is that, uh, once again, uh, there is no 
uh, no data supporting a gateway effect, right. um, you, you would, uh, I guess, one might expect if youth, vape, youth uh, vaping rates were dropping, mm -hmm. if there really was a, a, a gateway effect, then the smoking rate would either kind of stay the same or, or go up. Yeah. That, would, that would show people transitioning. I assume I'm not the I'm not the science statistics guy, but right. that that would that would seem to make sense to me. Right. Um, the other thing that I thought was a really interesting point was that um, it it really shows that that a lot of the young people who are using these products are just experimenting, yeah. and and it it sort of speaks to the um, uh, the the lower the the likelihood that vapor products are quote unquote, less addictive than mm -hmm. cigarettes. Um, and I know that when you start talking um, in terms of addictive, uh, you know, you, you cross into some, some shady areas. I think people areas. are less, less dependent on, on vapor products, if that's what you're saying, than they were on tobacco. Yeah, no, I just have, I have Brian Carter's voice in the back of my head anytime I start talking about addiction. And also it's sort of Brian Carter and Carl Phillips sort of in the back of my head saying like, well, you know, addiction, let's, yeah. let's debate that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, of course I have, you know, my own experience with, with alcohol and drugs um, yeah. and of, of course cigarettes. Um, but, you know, there is actually emerging stud, there are emerging studies showing that people's dependency, the, the, the cravings associated with using vapor products are much lower mm -hmm. than uh, smoking. So um, this is sort of, you know, potentially more confirmation of that, uh, right. of those theories. And I apologize. Somebody's car alarm is going off outside. I don't know if you can hear that, but I apologize. A little bit, but not, okay. it's not overwhelming. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, so that is good news. Um, the other thing that it, I guess it's, it's sort of related to the, this release of the, the CDC data. Um, but we're seeing, uh, some other groups and other efforts at, um, sending, sending letters to FDA, Scott Gottlieb, okay. um, and urging them to either delay or completely rethink um the 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 regulations for uh reduced risk risk products right um and notably now i shared this in our uh facebook group okay um, but there was a letter letter that was circulated yesterday from mm -hmm. um uh iowa attorney general tom miller right. and a bunch of other co-signers um there was a bit of a typo in that um i think i updated this yeah so um but it, it's this is an excellent letter for people to to look at the message is the message um okay. but uh, i uploaded this as a file in our group okay. um and this is a letter to dr gottlieb um okay. them to reform tobacco and nicotine regulation at fda um and and i think you know speaking to the larger issue of, of how the agency addresses products that are not combusted um, and, um, you know, being in providing consumers with accurate information. Oh, so, well, yeah. Yeah. That would be amazing. That would be great. Yeah. 
So, you know, some familiar names here. Um, um, David, David Abrams is on there uh, on, on his own accord, not speaking on behalf of truth initiative. Um, Clive Bates, uh, obviously Tom Miller, um, Sally Sattel, David Sweener, just uh, Owen oh, Ken Warner, uh, who spoke at uh, e-cigarette summit. Just a few of the names that you know we've probably we, run across in the past. We know them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure there's there's a, a lot of these other names on here are familiar to other people who've been doing this for longer and and have maybe personal or professional relationships with these folks. But those are just yeah. the names out to me. Mm -hmm. um, so a good letter worth a read. Um, and uh, this is something hopefully we'll be seeing more of um, in coming weeks and months. That would be great. Um, but definitely a concerted effort to, you know, we're not just talking about, you know, when we start, when we get into strategy and who's doing what and all of this stuff, um, it's important to remember that there are, you know, it's not just a bill. It's not just a lawsuit. It's not just, you know, a goofy letter to, you know, somebody it's, okay. it's a multi-pronged uh, approach here. And so, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, a wider coalition of folks that's emerging to not just deal with how vapor products are regulated, but deal with, you know, how tobacco harm reduction can be communicated to the public. Okay. And, and that, you know, that that's going to take more than just changing the predicate date. It's going to take more than just delaying the FDA regulations. It's going to actually take a cultural shift well, it's 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 what they call yeah it's what they called winning hearts and minds, yeah. right? That sort of thing. Fun, hard to do, but uh, worth it, worthwhile. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 absolutely necessary, and it's certainly mm -hmm. you know um, a, a very important front in all of this. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, I, I think a lot of us maybe uh, hopefully hopefully we are correct in our belief that if we can change hearts and minds. If we can win some hearts and minds at the federal level, then maybe we can stave off a lot of this kind of extreme regulation that we're seeing at the yeah. state and local level. Um, but, you know, these, these folks, you know, if you pay attention to this enough, they, you know, they grab a couple of, it's like they grab a couple of pull quotes, you know, they, they reference one study, they reference one bit of regulation. There's still folks out there talking about FDA's 2009 study of a few e-cigarette products oh um, as justification for, you know, the, the, whatever bans, taxes, everything. I think um, that the best, the best thing. I mean, just because I was vaping so much at the time was when they released the video of them studying the e-cigs and they had the e-cigarette backwards, completely backwards, in the charger. Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Sorry, that just yeah. reminded me of that. I couldn't help it. Sorry. Oh yeah, that was that was a few years. That was our, that was early. Yeah, me. that was. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so um, you know, certainly uh, as we're going forward, and you know, what we're trying to do here is make sure that we're we're keeping our membership up to date and. Um, giving you resources to to take the most current information and hopefully unwind a bit of the misconceptions that are out there with your yeah. lawmakers. <sighs> you sound tired. No, I just had a caffeinated beverage, so I'm I'm perking up here. I'm just trying <laughs> to make sure that uh, that I have 
everything covered for this year. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention again, people need to participate in the uh, citizen petition. We have the link on our website. Um, anybody new to that, this is not like move on or change.org. This is, this is a legitimate citizen petition that, you know, your comments are being posted to regulations.gov. And um, this is actually a pathway for stakeholders to comment on federal regulation after the comment period has closed. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's really important that we get, you know, as many people participating in that as possible. Um, and it's, that's, I believe, let me just double check. That is the pinned post on our Facebook page. Okay. Um, if you're not on Facebook, you can just go to our website or our Twitter feed, um, or just Google enjoy citizen petition and you should be able to find it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with that. I again feel like I was supposed to say something <laughs> or that I wanted to say something and I am forgetting it because I didn't write it down today, but um, that should do it. Okay. Thank you very much, Alex. Um, and thank you for everything you do for us. And we'll see you next Friday. Awesome. Okay. All right. Have a great night. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, you can get CASA's updates by going to CASA.org um, and looking for on the front page, there's a section that says podcasts and it's there. You can get CASA's updates by going to the Apple podcast store and searching CASA Medium and importing those feeds to your podcast management uh, app of choice. Um, you can get the Casa updates by going to um, SoundCloud and searching Casa Media, and they're all there as well. So you can update those and get them in your podcast manager, and you will always know exactly what we're up to. Um, thank you.